Hi there, this is Matt Wakeling and you're listening to the Guitar Speak podcast, the show I produce in Sydney, Australia, where I speak to leading guitarists and guitar figures from all around the world. Thank you so much for joining me today for episode number 101. Now, this is the last show for 2018, so let me say thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to have a fantastic 2019, so stick around. Now, today I speak to Vince Contarino, who is the brains and the voice behind Led Zeppelin Masters, a show that combines the bombastic rock of Led Zeppelin with a symphony orchestra. This show's been uh, running for quite a few years, and I'll be seeing it this week at Sydney's beautiful and iconic Sydney Opera House, right on Sydney Harbour. Can't wait to see the show. It's going to be brilliant. My conversation with Vince started when I simply commented that adding an orchestra to Led Zepp must add up to a pretty epic situation. Oh, man, you know, uh, just by default. Yeah, yeah. Let's just forget about everything and just by default, when you put a 32-piece orchestra and a rock band, and, and, you know, like, these guys are great players. Everybody on that stage, they're brilliant players. Okay, so everybody's got their opinion on, you know, what they like, who plays this and that better. But at the end of the day, they're there because they've excelled at, you know, their instrument or their craft. Yeah. And so you've got that. And then given that you've got these Led Zeppelin songs um, that have proven the test of time and in many respects have changed, were responsible for changing the way music was shaped. Because, uh, you know, just like Elvis and the Beatles uh, shaped so many young artists, not to say that they were the first to do it, but they managed to somehow get into the psyche of the Western world and uh, actually, even the Eastern, but, and change the way we think of things. So Led Zeppelin did the same with their music, uh, you know, just by the, the songwriting stuff, you know, that's undeniable. We don't have to like them to admit that. So, by default, it is an epic show. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, why do you think, maybe you've already answered this, but why, why do you think the legacy of Zeppelin has continued to endure so much? Because I know they've done bits and pieces in recent times, yeah, um, but essentially the band folded in the early 80s, but we're still, yeah. we're still talking about them, we're still digging their music what, what do you think Matt you know it's uh, uh, you know when you how old are you I'm 47 alright so you've lived and you, as you get older you start to appreciate so much but if we cast ourselves back to when we're 12 13 yeah yep. right and um, we don't we're so tactile and uh, driven by our feelings and emotions and Oh, that's exciting! Oh, this is nice! Oh, this tastes good. We just we don't we we are kind of influenced very superficially, uh, and we have no idea. You know, we have no idea of depth uh, as we do now when we're older. Look at someone like Michelangelo or Rembrandt or Picasso. The reason they've endured the test of time is because of the art, the way they've interpreted stuff. Not to say that the people that were their contemporaries are any less or less brilliant, probably more, some maybe, you know, I'm only speaking from a point of view of an opinion here, but some maybe more skillful in certain, you know, areas of their expertise and stuff. But those people captured the imagination 
of people in a way that catapulted them historically. And I think Led Zeppelin does that. They captured rock, blues, folk, uh, jazz, uh, the myth, the mystical stuff, the, you know, the psychedelia. They captured it in a way that, you know, gets into a 12-year-old and go, wow, I'm excited. This is thrilling. Wow. But as you get older, you look at the, the bands that you were listening to back then and you kind of go, wow, I used to like, I'm not going to mention, I used to like Band X just as much as I would like Led Zeppelin. I can't even bear to listen to 30 seconds of Band X now. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. But Led Zeppelin endured it because, and I think it's because of the depth uh, that has endured the years of you growing up as a human being because now you can relate to that music on so many levels. And what's scary with these people is that they were able to do that at a young age. So, so these are exceptional people. These are, these are artists that come along, you know, once in a lifetime, seriously. And they, are, they capture something. I don't even know that they know it themselves, but they have that skill and they've channeled it and it endures. And this is why it's special. And so, you know, uh, as I talk to you, I get excited. And I also, you know, when these people, they uh, lambaste me about being a cover musician and doing tribute, I really want to go, what the hell are you saying? This is important to continue to push this sort of music. And if it's not enough, someone else, and when we're dead and gone, someone else, because this is important uh, stuff to us because it has endured the test of time. And we should be able to listen to it live. And we should be able to get in touch with our feelings and express, it, uh, and express ourselves through that music and inspire us. This is art, man. This is very important. Uh, and, you know, sure, you know, some people think it's a cartoon. Oh, yeah, great album cover. Yeah, I'll put on these sexy jeans. Yeah, look, I'll do my hair this way. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. I'm going to have a few drinks and I'm all super cool now. But it's more than that because of all those things that I said before and how it endures the test of time. You know, an art does that. So, you know, look, we are lucky to be able to put on a show and use Led Zeppelin's music why? Because it's beautiful. It's but it it it, it, it ticks all those box, boxes for those people that love rock, blues, and you know, uh, contemplate lyrics and mysticism and stuff like that in a way that uh, it's aesthetically pleasing. It also challenges us, you know, and excites us, and it is sexy. All those things, man. <laughs> that's that's awesome. what that's what it is. This is this is what good music is, and that's why we. Managed to last for 32 years playing Led Zeppelin. And now, uh, you know, we're doing it with orchestras. So we're able to not only uh, uh, sort of, uh, when, you, when you play as a band, you deconstruct songs that are on albums because of all the, the overdubs and, and stuff on them. You know, as you play as a three-piece band, of course you can't do that. But with an orchestra, you can do all of that. You can bring it to the audience and and then some more, and interpret it in a way uh, musically, and it still works. It, it, you know, so the arrangements of Nick Buck—they're not Jimmy Page or John Paul Jones, but they were inspired by that. And so this seed grows and it keeps growing, 
it's like you know that it's sure, sure you know that that uh, that Shiraz grape is 150 years old. That winemaker died, but the winemakers today are still using that same grape of that vine to create beautiful wine. It's like stuff. It's that's the stuff. That's what this is all about. And I mean, I'm getting all deep and, and serious, but. You know, at the show, what you end up, you know, you laugh, you cry, you get exhilarated. You go through all these experiences and emotions. It's beautiful. Very cool. Very cool. It's interesting you mentioned the 12 or 13-year-old because I was probably around that age when I first heard Zep and they had just mm. sort of wound up, you know, at my age. But I was starting to play guitar then as well, so I was definitely paying ah. attention. Do you do you remember your first experience of uh, listening to Zeppelin? You know, I... I uh... My first, uh, my first, the, the first recognition of it that I have that is visual uh, is listening to Black Dog in my, uh, my the family uh, FC Holden. We're on. We we're going uh, to the peninsula. We go take our summer holidays. Go, uh-huh. So uh, we're going to Moon to Bay, which you know, which is a destination there. There's fishing and camping and stuff in the summer holidays. And, my brother had a little TAC reel to reel that he would take songs off the radio. Wow. And, yeah. we, you know, there we were. The sun was just getting ready to come up. And we're, you know, traveling the countryside, going to our destination. And, you know, hey, hey mom said, will you go make you sweat? In the back seat with me and my, my brother, I was 12. So he would have been 15. And I, I just. You know, I don't know whether it was the expanse of the countryside and, you know, the huge sky with that, you know, that little bit of glow starting to come up. It made such an indelible impression on me. It changed my life. But that, but that was Black Dog. And so there were, you know, there was a whole lot of love uh, before then and all that. And I'm going... I must have heard that stuff on radio somewhere, but I didn't quite equate it. So, but Black Dog was the first time it did it. And at the age of 12, just like you, Matt, we, we start to get to that age where, you know, you, your mates are kind of fun, but girls are kind of better. <laughs> <laughs> now, you have you have been playing Zeppelin for a long time. Tell me about your history and how it led into the Led Zeppelin Masters show that you've been doing for a few years now? Okay, well, oh, look, um, the, look, before the Zepp boys, I'd been touring around for a long, long time. I, I, I was one of these lucky guys. I don't know how it happened. I finished uh, year 12. I used to call it matric back then, probably for you too. It was called matriculation or higher school certificate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I finished that and... Um, I was lucky enough to get a job as a guitar teacher uh, and I was teaching guitar and within six months I found myself in a band and started touring. So I was 18 years of age and I, you know, I remember my, you know, touring and I was in, uh, I was at Rose Bay or Double Bay uh, playing in Sydney and doing uh, residencies there. It was Double Bay, uh, some disco. They used to play disco, you know. And we were touring, I was touring Australian stuff, and then 
you know, slowly on what, you know, you, you look at, you see bands, interstate stuff, and I thought, wow, you know, I really want to get back into my writing, started doing some writing and got into an original band and we really trailblazed all the way across Australia without ever selling an album or a, anything. And it was, it was an original band and nobody knew about it. Wow. <laughs> somehow, I don't know why and how, but we used to have people come to our gigs in the following back in the day where there was no internet and stuff. I don't know. It, it's a weird thing. You know, I, I, I don't know how it happened, but, uh, you know, I just remember playing to thousands and thousands of people over the years, especially here in Adelaide, not making any money. And then uh, one day this uh, idea of doing the Zep Boys came up. It was in 86. And... Uh, I thought, oh, no, this is a bit hard. Some guy rings it up and goes, you know, you want to do this thing where you know, me and my mates uh, from uni, uh, we're, we're thinking of uh, doing a whole night of Led Zeppelin. I'm like, oh, you bloody crazy. Who's going to do that? <laughs> it's too hard. Right. I don't even... And because I was a rock singer, they, that's why they called me, and I, and I was known, so I had a following. But I, I was afraid, man. I, I, I thought, I, could, I can't do this. It's too hard. But I... And what I failed to realise is I had the mindset of a young boy when I tried to do Led Zeppelin and I'd, you know, sing, you know, sing immigrant song and rock and roll really well and go, whoa, hey man, I'm the best thing since last bread and the next day I couldn't talk. And the next day I never couldn't talk. And I thought, oh, maybe this Led Zeppelin shit's not for me. It's too hard. It's killing me. But I, I, I'd learnt my craft and I'd learnt to sing and, you know, studied opera and all that sort of stuff for voice. And uh, as a 26-year-old, uh, my skills have improved, uh, my vo vocal skills. So we put together a, yeah, we put together a, a jam. I said, let's just do a jam. And surprisingly enough, we did, you know, four or five songs. And the next day, I could still talk and sing. Okay, and then, okay. we, we, until we, yeah, then I thought, hey, let's do this. Let's do this. And Matt, at those times, there was no, there weren't tribute bands. There was nothing. There were only some uh, Elvis impersonators oh, yeah. and a, be a couple of Beatles bands. Uh, and that was it for years and years and years. And so we really weren't following a trend of doing a tribute. We didn't even think of it. We just called it a night of Led Zeppelin music. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like we said, oh, tribute or, you know, revival or concept. No, nah, those words came out afterwards. So, yeah, we put together a, uh, a couple of nights and they just killed, man. We had, you know, had big crowds. The, the people lapped it up. So then I thought, I'm going to look after this. I'm going to try and look after it as if it was a, a management company looking after an act uh, to give it some uh, respect uh, so uh, no agent gets a hand on it and starts to make it cheap or make it go corporate and everything. I wanted to keep it real. The passion and integrity was everything. And I'm, somehow we've managed to do that uh, over the 32 years. Fantastic. And when, when do you... Um Think of the idea of expanding it be beyond like a three-piece plus vocal to the Led Zeppelin Masters with orchestra because that's really exciting. It is exciting and it's funny how things happen, but we were touring uh, New Zealand uh, and we were such a gorgeous uh, country, that is, and we were, we were travelling through, we went from the south all up to the north and we were travelling through the areas where all of the rings was filmed and it's 
stunning. And uh, it not only is it picturesque, it's grand, it's grandeur. It, it hits you, you know, mm-hmm. the blue skies with the snow-capped mountains and the, the the sparkling little brooks and rivers and creeks, you know, and it's pristine. And, you know, someone in the van said, uh, wow, uh, look at this uh, um, Lord of the Rings splendor, uh, splendor. How can we do this with Led Zeppelin? And someone said, well, orchestrate it, you know, because that's big. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Warwick, the bass player, who's my musical director, or our musical director, uh, said, oh, I know someone, uh, um, Adelaide Arts, uh, works for the minister and blah, blah, blah. I'll have a chat to him, and he's associated with the Adelaide Symphony Orchestra. And in the meantime, I said, oh, I'll have a chat to one of the promoters uh who might be interested in backing it and stuff like that and so we gained uh, it gained a bit of momentum and uh, we hit the orchestra <laughs> this is the yes minister moment we hit the orchestra the adelaide symphony orchestra at a moment where they were being uh, threatened with listen you know you guys are sort of starting to become obsolete uh, if you don't do something uh, current and uh, inspiring to us, we're going to have to take away your funding because we can't justify the, the funding anymore. You know, and I'm sure a lot of departments through Australia go through this every time. And we, our proposal must have lobbed on their desk at that very moment to going, well, we don't know. And, uh, look, I'm only supposing here, and I'm, this is me being the uh, script writer, I'm only this is what I think happened. Yeah. <laughs> Someone, this is what I think, this is not fact, but this is what I think happened. He's going, well, Zeppelin, Zepp boys. Well, geez, I don't know if it'll work, but at least it'll make it look like we're trying to do something to engage <laughs> new audiences. Yeah, let's yep. do that. Yep. And so that'll keep the dogs at bay for a while. And that's, that, this is what I think happened. Uh, but yet they were they freaked out. The, the symphony orchestra had no idea how big this was going to be. I, in fact, I know they didn't think they would. They because we they originally booked uh, the theatre for three nights, and they they said, "Look, we'll, let's just do two. We'll use one of the nights as a rehearsal." I mean, wow, really? And, and and one of the guys said, "Look, we'll probably do about." You know, it's about two and a, uh, over 2,000 feet. Look, we'll be lucky if we sell 500 tickets for this event. Seriously, that's that's all that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was a complete sellout. <laughs> Fantastic, man. They had no idea. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. I know. That's it, awesome. Uh, yeah, it is awesome. It, it's a good story. I mean, uh, it, 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 Matt, there always has to be an element of luck and opportunity. But the thing is, uh, it's how you use that luck and opportunity. Uh, I, I, I'm, I am the bane of uh, bureaucratic departments and promoters because I'm so stubborn when it comes to representing the music as it should be. And some of these people, by nature, they have to survive and it's all about no, 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 we have to make it palatable, safe, and uh, for, you know, the major population so we can make as much money as possible. I understand that. I understand where they're coming from. But sorry, man, you don't do that with art. (laughs) You don't do that. And uh, so, oh, man, I, I... 
I was a tyrant to make sure that it got done with the integrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made a lot of enemies, but you know what? I got a lot of respect out of it as well. And that's why we find ourselves here, because slowly but surely you start to surround yourself with people that aren't afraid mm-hmm. and want to do good things. And now we find ourselves uh, doing arrangements written specifically for this show with the highs and the lows and the dynamics and the voicing. The, the show's changed completely from what it was in 2005. Led Zeppelin Masters has their own charts, uh, not uh, specific to... It, they're not the symphony orchestra's charts. They are our charts. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've wow. done them with uh, uh, Warwick uh, and um, Warwick Cheadle, our bass player, Knows Led Zeppelin inside out, and our guitar player Danetto Dan Nico, they combined their forces with Nick Buck, uh, the arranger, brilliant young artist, and uh, talked about dynamics and voices and suggestions of how you know this might, something should build. Or they talked about arrangements on bootlegs that aren't on, you know, that not many people know with some interesting quirky bits. And so we we developed this show, which is very Led Zeppelin, but it is I know I know it sounds, but it's very original too, you know, to the public, because there's themes and concepts that they won't hear on a Led Zeppelin album, but it is all Led Zeppelin. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm excited because I'm the first thing I thought was man, Cashmere is going to sound incredible with live mm-hmm. strings, but I thought, man, what else? Are they? Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're not just trundling the orchestra out for Kashmir. Like, like, I can't wait to hear what you've done, like, obviously, to arrange, um, yeah, these pieces around um, a rock and roll band. So, the, like I, I say, the originality, I'm, I'm stoked about that. I don't I don't want to see you guys or any show pretending to be the band, but if you're bringing something fresh and, and playing these incredible pieces yes. in a live venue, that's what oh, I love about your yeah. idea. Oh, and that whole thing about dressing up and pretending to be the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes me want to puke. <laughs> oh, but, you know, if I was in a theatre yeah. watching actors do the part, I wouldn't um, uh, be as uh, scathing on the music side of things. Because sometimes when we go to theatre, we got to pretend that we're in a war zone or we got to pretend that they're flying in a plane, but we know they're not. So in the theatre, we can pretend that we're, they're playing, wow, Black Dog, and it's really, but, you know, they're crap. But because they're not musicians, they're actors. Sure. So I want to get off on the, on the show and the acting and, and take me through the Led Zeppelin experience from a difference from, you know, the characters and stuff. Mate, nah. This is about the music. Yeah, <laughs> We're not awesome. going to pretend to be anybody. And so, yeah, that. exactly that. Yeah, no, no, no. I remember 1990, it was 89, 90, I have a promoter ring me up from the UK saying, we've heard about you guys. Are you interested in doing a tour in the UK? Oh, my Lord. I was so freaking happy. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I mean, yes, 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 yes. I mean, absolutely. Where we were, and they go, look, just a few things. You know, uh, you, uh, Vince says you could dye your hair blonde and start looking. Oh you know, wow! Oh, uh, that's, <laughs> that's uh, my my reaction was a little bit more uh, more heartbreaking. My heart <laughs> felt. I just think oh, you've got to be 
kidding me? Yeah, right. No, I mean, no. I, I, and, and, man, it wasn't so much. They might have been really cool people to deal with. Yeah. But I couldn't hand over this show to people with that attitude because I thought, God knows where they're going to take it. This, this, this is not, no, 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 I can't do that. It, no, I will not do that. Someone else can do that. Because <laughs> it's, not, it's not what it's about. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's cool. I mean, that's just my two cents and obviously... You feel passionately the same way. There's um, there's a bunch of dates coming up now in Sydney. I'm going to see you in Sydney, of course, but you're also touring the UK again. Um, and we've got listeners yes. across Europe. Can you talk us through your next couple of months? I guess. Well, okay. So uh, we're in preparations now. So all the boys are doing their own prep uh, for the Sydney Opera House. Yep. So that and we we cut. This will be our fourth season in a row at, wow. the, at the at the Opera House. So it, it, it's working really well. And actually, it has a very international feel uh, in January, the Sydney Opera House, because a lot of the locals are really off away. And they're they're off on holiday, and a lot of there's a lot of tourists milling about the place, going looking at this beautiful iconic venue that is like. A, the eighth wonder of the world, mm-hmm. going, and they want to see a show. Yeah. And a lot of, you know, I meet so many Croatians, Russians, Germans, French, Swiss, Italians, uh, when I mill around the rocks after the gigs because I stay for a couple of days, going, oh, fantastic show, we love Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <All> that <stuff. laughs> it's like you're playing in Europe anyway. Yeah, that time of the year, that's what, look. I'm from Adelaide, so I think we really uh, – that area is probably always very touristy, but more so in January, sure, I think. Sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, so there's a little bit of an international flavour nice. But So we've got doing that. Then uh, we come home and uh, we've, got a, we've got a couple of months off and then uh, we head off to Norway in March. Yep. We do Norway, Belgium, uh, Holland – uh, somewhere else now, <laughs> forget at the moment, and then go off to the UK, you know, which incorporates, you know, Scotland, Wales, you know, London, Birmingham, and all these places that we played before. Uh, yeah, and uh, we, we so they're our, they're our movements until, you know, mid-April, and then, you know, we'll come home, and uh, I, I'm told we're going to, you know, we do... Brisbane and Melbourne and Perth and New Zealand. So we've got a very big uh, year of touring coming up. Fantastic, man. Well, that's that's awesome. And, man, congratulations on, on building such a um, an incredible show and an, an incredible career. And, and kudos for, for really um, treating the music with so much respect and, and obvious passion. That's fantastic, Vince. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you, man. You know, uh, I, I I hope uh, we give confidence to those musos that are despondent, uh, and especially the young ones, because, it, you know, when I was young, uh, and, oh, uh, man, it was so bloody hard. You felt like a... You did feel like a loser, uh, you felt like you were, you know, part of society that was detached and uh, you didn't get much uh, support apart from maybe those that were around you with the same thing. But, God, look at what's possible if you stay true to your passion mm-hmm. and integrity because we're brainwashed. 
with this thing about, no, 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 it's got to make money. No, people don't like it. This, yeah, I mean, there's a certain amount. Yes, you've got to look at it at, uh, at all those things. But God, don't kill off the beauty that's going to endure all the fashions. So it's real tough, but, you know, so hopefully when we do these things, and by talking to people like you, Matt, somewhere along the line, mm-hmm. uh, there will be people that are going, you know, maybe it is worth it. And I always say, if you can look after your health and your happiness and you've got that in, con- in control, you go for your passion and you follow your dreams because your health and happiness is paramount. And if you've got the energy to follow your dreams, it can develop into something beautiful and enduring and, and joyous, not only yourself but others, and most importantly. Awesome, man. Awesome. Great, great advice. Great words. Vince, thank you so much for joining me today on the Guitar Speak podcast. And um, I will see you on January 3rd and uh, hope everyone else does too. Thanks, mate. You have a good Christmas and uh, New Year season. And hopefully we'll meet you in the green room for a beer. Yeah, sounds great, man. Sounds awesome. <laughs> All right, mate. <laughs> Lovely you to meet care. you, Vince. Lovely to meet you. And Lovely um, to thank meet you. you too, Matt. Thank you very much for the uh, promotion too. No worries. No, it's my pleasure. All right. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. See ya. All right, there you go, my conversation with Vince Contarino of Led Zeppelin Masters. Man, if that's the phone conversation, what's he going to be like on stage with a band and an orchestra? It's going to be pretty cool, I'm sure. Stay tuned for a print review uh, coming up soon through the Guitar Speak podcast. All right, that's about it for me. My name's Matt Wakeling. You've been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. Happy New Year, and I'll catch you all in 2019. Bye now.